Welcome to the Failed Podcast. Here we are again. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed the previous episodes. Don't forget to share and like and comment on all our social media platforms. We're trying to push YouTube. And so if you're watching this, thank you for for watching. Hit some of the buttons underneath. I don't don't know how to do all that, but you do it for me. Help help me uh, promote what we're doing here. We're learning from failures. We're focusing in on failures. We're not letting them kind of sit under a rock and... uh, you know, hide away. We want to bring the wisdom and learning that comes from failures. And so we bring uh, interesting guests on the failed podcast so that they can share their life journey, their challenges and their failures. And what I've learned is that a lot of us have a lot of failures and challenges that are similar, but we attack them, right? We face them a little bit different depending on each and every one of us. And that's what I want to do today. We're going to see Fernandez, right? How do you say Fern- Fernanda. Fer- Fernanda's perspective on life. I talked with her a while back and she has a roller coaster of a life from what I yes. gathered. Yeah. You've been through a lot, a lot of challenges. Life has has really tested you, but you here you are, smiling <laughs> and, uh, and and growing and you have some goals for the future. And I I think that says a lot about an individual who has grown up with a lot of challenges. A lot of people tend to kind of look at the future and say, I just got nothing for me. I just want to live day to day. But you seem to be chasing something. You you seem to believe that you can be better and better every day. And so I love it. Welcome to the Felt Podcast. How are you doing today? Thank you for having me. I am doing great. I am beyond blessed. Yeah, good. <laughs> well, very good. And so here here in the, in the Felt Podcast, what we do is we share people's stories. Now, let, let's just say you had a specific failure right now. We would just focus in on that failure. Or if you overcame a huge failure here recently, then we would talk about that. But what we're going to do today is just share your story because okay. I think that in your story, you faced a lot of challenges in the home life and schooling and all that good stuff. And it has made you who you are today yeah. and, and your future looks bright, right? Yes. You want to do big things. I do. And so that came from somewhere. And so go ahead and just take us back in time. Tell us a little bit about who you are, where you grew up, some of your home life, and then we'll just dig in from there. Okay. So let's let's get started. Yeah. So, okay. Um, I am 23, 23 years old. Um, I grew up in um, Guanajuato, Mexico. Okay. So that is... Um, not really sure where in the map, but I know it's like in central. Got it. Got yeah, it. a little low central, in the, the middle low, of Mexico. In the middle, yeah. middle of Mexico, so Guanajuato. Um, it was a really small town. Um, it's called Marabatio, close to a little bit of a big city, what you would call uh, over yes. there. Um, but yes, I was born there in Mexico. Um, it's it was my mom, me, my sister, and for a little bit, my dad. Uh-huh. Um, so. I don't really remember, like, the details, maybe, like, from one to three, but I do remember, like, maybe my final years there, which would be, like, five five years old. Got it. So that's what I, that's what I remember. Um, so at, at five years old, that's when you came over here to the United States? Yes, that's when we, we migrated here to the U.S. So that's a hard transition for a kid. Yeah. And that's a challenge. I mean, moving from... It, let alone moving from school to school, neighborhood to neighborhood, 
that's hard because you got to let go of certain things and then come to a new place and learn certain things. Can you recall how happy, let's just say, how happy you were at your home in Mexico and then you came over here and what did it do to your world? So I will say that my mom brought me in a lie. She told me we were going to Mexico City got it. to go visit a an aunt, an aunt of ours. Yeah. And um, so that was my believe the entire time i was like why do we have so much clothes like <laughs> what's going on you know the mind of a five-year-old it's, it's it doesn't grasp yeah. things correctly it's oh, just yeah, this yeah. is what you're told so okay that's that's what it is um so yeah she she had mentioned to me that we were going to mexico city to to visit some relatives um when we were coming here um i just remember that the trip was long yeah. It was a long trip. I was like, hold on, it does not take this long to get to my aunt's house. Yeah, yeah. So at that moment, I was like, okay, well, something, something's different, but okay, you yeah. know, like I'm with mom. It yeah. doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah. Um. So I remember it was me, my mom, my sister. Um. We were on a bus, and I do now that I know it, it was Laredo. That's where yeah. we ended up, okay. Laredo. Um, and then my uncle ended up joining us there. Yeah. He drove his, his vehicle there, I believe. I'm yeah. not really sure. That's okay. Um, but I just remember once we got there, mm -hmm. they immediately took us to a park. Yeah. So a park. And I was like, what are we doing at a park? <laughs> I've never seen a park. Really? Yeah. So, you know, in my hometown, there wasn't really things like that. I mean, there yeah. was a garden, what we would call El Jardín, a garden. Yeah. But there wasn't like a park with, with slides and swings mm. or anything like that. So I was like, where did they bring me? Yeah. So I just wanted to go do that. Um, do you remember life back then? Like when you were five, six, seven, you, so you came over here and you started school, yeah. started making new friends. Do, do you remember some of those times? Yeah, I remember all of that. I remember... Um, yeah, everything. Yeah. I remember everything within that transition. Um, I remember, you know, every every detail from when we crossed. Yeah. So it's just something that I'm just kind of have you ever have me. you ever talked to your mom now about that time like how scary it was for her and in in essence she was coming over here to start over. Yeah. Like something completely new to her and she wasn't alone. She had kids. Mm -hmm. Do you realize the the courage it takes for a mom to to do that? And what did you what did you learn? Like, what was your mom like uh, during that time? Uh, it gets me emotional, but um, no, yeah, like um, it's like I say, like everything that I do, I do it because of her. Yeah. Um, I've never seen my mom be like a weak person. Really. Yeah. And she's been through some stuff, you know, like, yeah. so, yeah, I mean, we just talked about it. What was it? It was two days ago and she was just mentioning something to yeah. me about, um, I don't know if you know that recently it was, um, in the Catholic church, St. Jude's birthday. Oh, okay. So okay. there was like celebrations. Um, but she, she just told me just a small story from when we were crossing and she was like, well, I had given your sister a picture of him to hold. Got it. Um, and I had one myself and you mm -hmm. had a necklace. Yeah. Um, and she was like, and your sister dropped hers and she just completely started crying. Mm. Um, because she thought that we were going to get lost or something was going to happen. Oh yeah. And I just remember telling her like, well, that's because somebody else is going to need it later. That's why you dropped it. 
Yeah. You know, so it's just like her optimist. She's like optimistic. She always wants to like see the good in everything. Yeah. I, you know? I love it. You know, that's what we do here at the Felt Podcast. We drop our failure story so some, yeah. someone else can grab it and hear it and learn from it. You mentioned that your mom has never, I know she has, but I'm follow me, shown weakness. Yeah. She's always been a tough woman. How has her being tough made every time when she was more, not, let's just say vulnerable? Yeah. How has her vulnerability affected you? Um, it has a lot because we don't know how to be vulnerable. Yeah. Um, it's always like, we got this. We're going to do it on our own. There's a way. And in a way, it's a, it's a very good thing. Yeah, it is. But then it's a, necessary. But then in our other areas, it's it's not. Yeah, some people would define biggest. it as, as stubbornness. Yeah. But it, but it's not. But um, you know, to make sense of it, you've, it, it, being tough can make someone very stubborn, and it can make them go through things in a different way than someone who isn't. Yeah. Tell me about your mom. You and your mom. How did you see her as far as being a mom? And pouring into you or whenever you would approach her with, you know, kid issues, what were some of the challenges that that you faced because your mom's toughness? Um, I think that with my mom being so tough mm-hmm. and me just having issues at school with like, for example, like the language barrier when yeah. we first got here or, you know, I when I wasn't doing too good in school mm-hmm. at certain times because... God knows why. (laughs) But um, no, just any obstacle that I had, you know, if like I let go of friendships, anything that any time that something came up where there was an issue and there was that I was going through a hard time, she just always let me know Mm -hmm. that I could do anything that I put my mind to. Now, now that you've grown up, okay, I'm going to kind of mix the present with yeah. the past you can do anything that you want to when you're a kid it it just pumps you up yeah. and, and you you know you'll 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 do crazy things and believe crazy things how is what you know now affected that statement not i'm not knocking on the statement yeah but it's so vague and it's good but i mean i was told that too when i was young yeah. and then now that i've grown up i'm like you you really can't unless you focus and work hard towards yes. something. So and it's 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 exactly what I'm going through right now with my my lending business. Mm-hmm. So um yes, you can do anything that you set your mind to, but if it's not backed up with action and it's not backed up yeah. with shutting out distraction and showing up for yourself every single day, it, it's not going to happen. So when she told you that back in the day, what was in your mind? What did you believe? What I believed is like, man, if I want to be an astronaut, I could be an astronaut. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to happen. Yeah. Or if if I want to be a doctor, because that's what I used to want to be. I wanted to be a doctor. Yeah. If I want to be a doctor, I'm going to be a doctor. Yes. Regardless, I'm going to be it. Yeah. You know, and, and obviously that had its issues further on in my story, yeah. further along in my story. But but no, that's that's, if it's not backed up by action, if it's not backed up by... You know, concentration, focus, and even so just believing in yourself because, you know, being in this business that I'm in, it's like, 
if you don't believe that you can do it, no mm. one else is going to show you that you can. Yeah. Unless you're around some very great people, which thankfully I am. Good, good. So so growing up, you're over here, single parent household. What are some of the challenges? Am I, correct, right? Yeah. It was your mom and your sister and you and was it just y'all three? Yeah, just us three for a while. How How was that? What were some of the challenges that you faced back then? growing up like that because your mom was was holding a lot on her shoulders when did you realize that she was so when we first moved here um we lived with uh, a family member for Mm. a couple of years so we lived with them for about four four years three three to four years so we lived there with them um my my family thankfully has always had their their businesses yeah. Um, so they work for themselves all within the family. Um, so my mom worked for the family, you know, we oh, worked yeah. in family businesses. Um, but it was, you know, it was us living with three other cousins mm-hmm. and then one of my uncles. Got it. And then obviously the owners of the house was my other two uncles Yeah. and, and his wife. So it was a lot of us in one household, you know, yeah. it was like 12 of us. Wow. And then in the room that we slept in, um, there was three beds. So it was my uncle, who is my my sister's youngest brother. He was like 18, 19. Um, And then me and my mom would sleep on one bed, and then my sister would sleep in her own bed. So we were just all in one room. Well, okay, that's that's an interesting picture that you draw out. A lot of people that are watching, you know, won't never experience that. Yeah. We always hear... About people growing up, and they're—I'm not saying that y'all struggle, but they live in a struggle. They live in tight quarters. They may not have food. They don't have a big house, and all this other stuff. And we we connect it to movies, and we're like, it's not real. Oh, it is. And and you lived in a one—you had one room, and it was a lot of y'all in there. Yeah. What does that do for you now? Whenever you start thinking about your career and money, and you see, you know, she's in the real estate business as a loan officer so you get to see all these amazing homes and a lot of rooms now go unused and they're this is my yoga room this is my wrapping room you know it's not not you know not knocking on no one you know but you were in one room with a bunch of family members looking back and how does that make you feel Whenever you hear someone say, no, nah, I wouldn't live like that. What's wrong? And, you know, they'll yeah. look at it in such a bad way. But sometimes we just got to go through a path to get to where we need to get. That was yours. What did that? What is that reality, that background do to you now whenever you talk to people or just um, interact in life? I think it makes me a little more compassionate towards mm. everyone's situation because at the end of the day, I know. Yeah. What they're where they're coming from, yeah. Um, and I I feel like in the business that I am, it even makes me want to work even harder for them, just because I I know where they've been, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's not necessarily every person that I meet, yeah. But I know that their dream of having a home, I understand where it comes from. Mm. And it makes me even more grateful for the situation that I am currently in. You know, I still live with my mom. I'm 23. Yeah. Um, it's me, my mom, and now my younger brother. Yeah. Um, so it just, it makes me overall very, very grateful, you know, of the journey that we've been through to where we are now. It's like, man, you know, like I have my own room. Yeah. I have my own bathroom. 
my brother has his own room. He, you know, and it's oh, like, yeah. it's just like the way that he grew up is so different from the way that I grew up, but it, I'm thankful for it. So, okay. So your little brother, he's living a little better. He's, he's getting introduced to the world a little bit better. He has the, the finer things in life. He has his own room, right? He doesn't have to share like you did. And how, how old is he, if you don't mind me asking? He is 13. Okay. What advice or how do you make him realize his his position? How does an older sister tell him, dude, you got it good and don't complain or whatever, right? Because you get, you gained it from actual experience. Yeah. But what do you give to a younger brother that is never going to experience I that? I think that for a while... Um, I thought that I needed to make him tough. Yeah. And be like, you need to be grateful. But now it's more like, I need to make you understand. And and not in an aggressive or mm. I need to make you tough type of way. But it's like, I want you to be thankful for what you have. Yeah. And be thankful for the hard work that me and your mom put in for you to be okay. For you yeah. to be able to go to the movies. For you to do everything that mm. it is that you do. For you to be thankful for it and understand why you need to be thankful for it. Yeah. Um, so I will say that, you know, I've nobody's perfect. So yeah. um, for a while, you know, like I was, I was trying to teach him through like toughness and, yeah. and, and a place of like, this is what you need to do and it. get it, get it through your head. And then yeah. I realized he's, he's a kid. Yeah. He's yeah, a kid. Yeah. And do you feel like that toughness? Well, obviously you got it from your mom. Yeah. And so in, in, in a way, when did you start realizing, okay, I appreciate my mom. Her toughness is amazing. It's gotten us to where we are today. But when did you flip with yourself and say, but I need to learn. I need to be a little um, more. I, I, I can't just tough my way through something. I have to understand my way through something. Um, I will say that it was when I started going church mm-hmm. and when I, I started doing therapy. Got it. So that's when I learned. All of it. it was like a complete snap yeah. to like, whoa, hold on. That's not healthy. Yeah. It's not healthy to just be like, okay, well, yeah, it is what it is. Move on. Because <clears throat> being tough, it won't let you sit in, in in a chair with a therapist and open up. No. Like toughness is, that that's one of the issues with mental health is is if, if you think you don't need it, if you think you can figure it out, you won't put yourself in a position to get help. Yeah. One of the downfalls of being tough. What are some other challenges that you had where we're still like you're six, seven, eight years old? Maybe take us up to whenever you and your mom and your sister finally got your own place. Mm-hmm. What are some of the challenges that y'all faced during that time? During that or you, time. you know, fa- you know, challenges or failures that you experienced at a young age? Or what are some of the challenges you, you saw your mom go through? And as a kid, you didn't know how to process it, but it makes sense now. I think it would always be that my mom seemed a bit angry to me. Yeah. Um, she was never a mean mom or like mean show, on show her. Show your mom but, some love real quick. Just say, you know. The, <laughs> I love the, you, mom. I don't want no one to ever think that people come on here to knock on their parents. Oh, no, never. You know, so, you know, you just so tell your mom I you do. love her. I love her. And this is all for good. That's my best friend yeah, right there. There you go. I don't want people to get the wrong impression. No, yeah, no. We got to dig in. And sometimes our parents are involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I will say, no, she was never, like, a mean, but you could tell. Now looking back, mm-hmm. I know that she had some anger in her. Yeah. You know, and I never understood it. I was always just kind of like, oh, well, let me yeah. go to my room. 
Yeah. You know, frustrated, just whatever it is that she was going through. And she always felt like she was, I know that she always felt alone. Got it. While she was going through things. Okay. What, let's just say if you could do this, okay? Let's say if you can put yourself right now and what you know now across the table from your mom during those times when she was angry and felt alone and frustrated because she was a single mom and she was just trying to figure it out. What would you tell her? What do you What do you wish she knew back then? That it was all going to work out. Yeah. Yeah. What are some qualities that right now that you really benefit from? That not not only that you gain from your situation, but that you gain from your mom. From my mom. Um. She has a great heart. Yeah. What's a great heart look like? And I'm gonna get a little yeah, emotional, that's okay. you know. But um, my mom will never sit here and like try to hurt someone on purpose, yeah. or like lie to somebody. So I think that if anything, you know, like, and it's so sad because a lot of like girls, younger girls, you know, and even myself, like, what we see on social media—that's what we try to be. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's like. My sister, you know, my mom, my sister's a mom now. So she, and she's an amazing mom, yeah. you know, an amazing sister. But like, I think that I got my good heart from them. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Tell, let me stop you there. Let me, let me ask you. <laughs> Tears are good. Yeah. But whenever you talk about your mom, you get really emotional. Why do you think that is? What? What's coming to your mind whenever you're talking about your mom? And here's why I think about it a little bit. I need, so you can compose yourself. People struggle with their parents. Yeah. Like looking back and, you know, and saying, man, my mom, you know, not your mom, saying mom's like, man, my mom, she could have did this better. She should have did that. My dad wasn't present. He was working. He was so strict. It's so easy to point those things out. And those things don't bring tears out. Those things kind of bring a little uh, resentment and frustration because you think, man, I wish my parents would have did better. But when you see, when I'm sitting here watching you and I have to believe that it comes from a good place. Like, I feel like you're, you're going back and you're remembering or experiencing something that was beautiful. And I just, I'm just curious. I always just say to myself, like, she could have just left me with my grandparents. Yeah. She could have just come and, and worked and handled her business and, and handled her business. And then it would have been a lot easier. She could have just, yeah, she could have just left me and my sister over yeah. there. And she didn't. She chose to. As hard as she knew, because she knew that it was going to be hard. Yeah. She knew that it was going to be hard. But that was not an option for her to leave us. Got it. So, yeah, it comes from that. Let's move forward a little bit. And I know that, uh, I mean, I I was a knucklehead. I gave my mom a bunch of headaches. (laughs) And those are some of the challenges and failures that I can look back and say, man, I wish... I didn't do that. I wish I wasn't that headache for my mom. What are some of the challenges if you're if there's a young girl watching with a single mom and you're like don't do this to your mom. Don't be like this to your mom during her struggle, right? What are some things looking back that you were as a child that maybe brought challenges to your mom that you wish 
Man, I was a bad little kid. Yeah. I wouldn't, you know, I would just test her patience. Yeah. You know, but that's just how I was as a Absolutely. kid. I don't think that I ever did anything like intentionally to where like she she would be having a bad time because of me. Yeah. Yeah, like I I was bad, you know. I talked back. <laughs> I did all of that. I defended myself. Yeah. That's one thing about me. Like I I I just cannot let someone mm. tell me something like I have to say something back. Oh yeah. So, learning learning to to, <laughs> to hold back on that because yeah. sometimes it just gets you into even more trouble but yeah. no i don't i don't think that you know like to say that i i would want to give her a hard time i don't think i've ever been yeah. the kind I, to do that i always <clears throat> you know from the bottom of my heart i always kind of and and you know like high school teachers that i had and coaches mm. and things like that that always say like you're a little bit different yeah. than these these girls around you. Got it, got it. And I always was just like, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Like, what do you mean by that? Do you know that? what they were talking about now? And now I do. Mm-hmm. I, I understand now because I didn't, you know, high school is high school, middle school is middle school. Oh, yeah. But like, I always knew that at the end of the day, like, I needed to, when I did things, it was because I needed to get my family to a better situation. Yeah. So, you know, like, I never partied. I never, like, you know, I, I, I would drink with my mom. Yeah. I won't lie, you know, little yeah. small parties. But, like, to say that, like, I went above and beyond to, like, do the extreme, no. Yeah. I wouldn't. I would never go to any high school parties or anything like that. I'd just be at home. Yeah. And if my mom said no, it was no. <laughs> that's good. That doesn't fly so much nowadays, but a, a no is a no. That's, that's great. Jump ahead to high school years, Okay. Walk me through some of the challenges and failures that you've went through that you wish you didn't and that have mm-hmm. taught you a lot. I will say, I look back at these things mm-hmm. and I'm like, come on, you know, my, my during that time, my world was falling apart. Yeah. And now I'm just like, really? That was nothing. Yeah. But um, I will say that um, the hardest one for me was... My senior year, mm. um, you know, senior year is like you're getting ready to go to college. Yep. You're hyped up. You're not really doing anything that's going on. Where you're yeah. just you, you're. They're getting you ready to leave. Yeah. Um, but I will say that the hardest time for me was I was not born here. At the moment, I didn't have a social, mm. and I just had what you call an ITIN and tax ID. Yeah. Um, so I did didn't have the legal structure to actually work here in the u.s so whatever i decided to go to school for Mm. even going to school is is difficult it's it's difficult for financial aid and stuff like that i was never going to be able to work i was never going to be able to work Mm. in the field um so and i didn't know that Mm. until now now people don't lose your train of thought people are watching okay there's there's Obviously, a bunch of people who find themselves in the same situation, and it's tough because it's out of your control. It's just what you've been handed. And so sometimes it, it'll cause a young person to shift their whole thinking because they got to figure it out. You just yeah. can't, you can't like mope about it because nothing's going to change. So, what are you going to do? How are you going to go forward? And then on the other hand, there's pre- people probably watching who are thinking like that's the problem. With this country, and I don't try to. I'm not trying to be political. Yeah. But what I'm saying, what I I want to clarify that there's individuals 
involved in no matter where someone stands on, on the whole immigration thing. Yeah. There's always people trying to do good, trying to be, you, you know, try, just trying to reach goals just like yourself if you're watching. And so I love that you're coming on and you're sharing that part of your story because it is a challenge and some um, some will, will not feel your pain. You know, yeah. I mean, they'll be ugly about it. You know, I don't want to be too <laughs> too blunt about yeah. it. But I think everyone that's watching and listening understands what I'm saying. And what I want to put out there, my goal is to always put some positivity out there. And no matter what the challenge is or how it came, I believe that if an individual wants to do better and grow out of it, then then why would you not support them? Why would you not believe in a dream? Because it's dreams that really change the world. Yeah. It's good dreams, positive, positive dreams is what makes everything better. And so there you go. That's my my public service announcement. <laughs> so you're a senior and you here you go and now you're realizing some some things that, that you know from when you were young that you had no clue were gonna affect you yeah. in your senior year. How did you come across this knowledge and what did it make you think whenever you said, well, there's going to be limits that I'm going to have to face? So um, this is where my mom comes Mm -hmm, in. (laughs) So no, I... um, My my senior year, um, this is when the DACA came out with with the work employment and, you know, just being through through Obama. Um, And what it is, it just gives you a temporary legal status for two years um, Mm -hmm. and you're able to work through that. You have to renew every two years, but, you know, you're granted the opportunity to to work, to to work and to be able to buy a house and, you know, things like that. Um, But I was 17 at the time. So... I was not of age at the moment to, um, to sign apply. away on my own. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, obviously, had mom's signature for everything. Yeah. Dad's was missing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, the what you call a Mexican consult, consultant, I don't know, el, el consulado. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, just say it in Spanish. <laughs> yeah, el consulado. Um, I, I sent in my things, yeah. even without my dad's signature for, for mm. the program. I said, you know what? We're just going to do it like that. And if I get something back, then I get something back. Yeah. Um, we sent it in, and we got a letter back mm. that I was ready for my fingerprints. Got it. And I needed my passport, my Mexican passport, yeah. to show up as a form of ID. We went to the, the, the consulado. They did not want to give it to me. Hmm. They were like, no, we need dad here. And they're like, well, we don't know where dad is. How how long? He'd been absent yeah, he, since he you had were five. Been, since I was like two. Two up to then. Yeah, so it was like time. two up until today. Mm. Today and day. Yeah. But, um, you know, we, um, my mom went, she bent forward and backwards and whatever she could. And yeah. we got that passport. Yeah. She. She reached out to him. No, or, she no. did not reach out she to got, him. She, we went to the. The consulado, and oh, she filed a petition against them yeah. because how is the U.S. going to want me to do something and do great things with myself, yeah. but not the Mexican yeah. con- con- consulado? So she went, filed in a bunch of paperwork against them. So one them. country's believing in you, and the other one isn't. Yeah, so my mom went in, and <laughs> she, she just, like I said, she she's so determined, and she was like, you're yeah. going to get it because you're going to get it, and no is not an option. Yeah. So, you know, 
we walked out that day with my really? with my passport. And then, at any moment, did you feel like, man, this is not gonna happen? Uh, and but your anything, mom's positivity was like, it was her wanting to get it done superseded you. Yeah, if she and, and I look back to this day, and I'm like, if my mom would have not done what she have done, <clears throat> yeah. I would not be where I am right now. You ever talked to her like what gave her? Uh, the courage to do that because it's hard to speak to people in authority and be like, yeah. I want this, I want that. Cause you're afraid. Hey, I'm just going to close the door on you and we're done. Um, and it all goes back to why she brought us here. Yeah. It all lined up with her, yeah. her dream. Confidence is so important because confidence, whenever we fail or face challenges in order to confront it and move past it, you got to have confidence in yourself. Yeah. You seem to be a confident young lady. I try. <laughs> Did you get it just from your mom or what were other situations that made you be like, uh, you know, I got to hold my head up high. I'm um, here for, because you're here for bigger things than most young people. Yeah. Like it's not just about like shoes and cars and, you know, just, and I'm not saying that that stuff isn't cool, but to say, you know, the future of my family, you know, to provide a better life for my mom, those are very mature things to say. And that's been instilled in you since a very young age. And it's still in your heart. Yeah. How have you maintained that? I think for a while I lost it. I won't, I won't lie. Um, you know, when you hang around the wrong crowd for a mm. bit, you yeah. get a little distracted and, 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 and it just happened recently to where I had a wake up call again. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, I had a wake up call to where it's like the life that I was envisioning wasn't yeah. true. Got it. it wasn't what I needed to do. And again, it goes back to the role models and how you see people. Yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, people are people. Well, t tell me about that a little bit, if you if you feel comfortable. Tell me about that shift where maybe you you know you had you know th this dream of doing something that was family oriented. It was honorable per se, but yet but you saw another lifestyle, and it was maybe I don't know what it was just yet, yeah. but whatever it was, you're like this doesn't align with who I've been up to now. What? How do you? Face it, because both of them are chasing success in one form or the other. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with them. They're both making you a little bit better. But what was the difference between both that you said, but you know what? This one's maybe selfish and this yeah. one's a little bit maybe more loving or I don't know. Okay. Walk me down that I'll... fighting with yourself on choosing the path that you're going to go. Mm, and Okay. So um, I'll go back to the story where we were talking about the passport. So um I didn't go to the university that mm -hmm. I wanted to, that I dreamed of going. Um, and I had a, been friends with a, a group of girls in high school uh, there who I was no longer friends with. Yeah. Um, and they made fun of me. They made fun of me because I decided to go to community college. Yeah. Um, so I decided to go to community college, saved myself a lot of money. Yeah. I saved so much money. Um, I Obviously, I got my associates. I finished that. And then I realized that school was not really not for me. And what I wanted to do was not for me at all. I did not want to be a nurse. I did not want to be a physical therapist. So it gave me the opportunity to really learn what it is that I liked to do. And it gave me a little bit of a break. Obviously, I was working during that time. Um, different places, obviously. Um, and once I finished community college... Um, 
I didn't know what was next, but I knew that I could not just not do anything. Yeah. I could not just stand still. I got my diploma. I finished it, but I knew I couldn't stand still. I knew that I needed to do something. I needed to keep learning. So um, I kind of started on YouTube and this is this is YouTube University. YouTube University. I started <laughs> learning about credit. I yeah. started learning about like investments and things like that. And then I started reading books. So I was like, you know what? I'm taking myself to real estate school. Yeah. So that led to what you're doing now. Yeah. Oh, we'll touch on that in a minute. We'll touch on that in a minute. But yeah, that that led me to to real estate school. So I wanted to off the bat, I wanted to be a realtor. I was like, I want to go show these houses. I want to go look oh, at all yeah. these things. So I did the school. I did all of the school to be a realtor. I show up to the exam. I, I hand my ID and they're like, you can't take it. And I'm mm. like, what do you mean I can't take it? Mm. DACA is not a legal emancipation to have a, a, a legal, like, um, what do you, what would you call it? Um, license? Not license. I think it's like you're not seen as a legal status. There yeah. you go. You're not a legal status. So um, they did not let me take the exam. They turned me away. Your mom's not with you right now. No. You're, the last time they, someone tried to turn you away, your mom was with you. And she did her thing and things moved forward. Yeah. Your mom's not with you. Things didn't move forward. So or, what, or here my question. So this is so what, what I did. Happened. So this is what I did. I said, "You're not going to let me take my exam," and they were like, "No, you can't come in." They did not let me in. So I drove to Champions Real Estate School, yeah. and I said, "You guys let me take classes that you knew I was not mm. going to be able, to, you know, like I wasn't yeah. going to be able to get my license." Yeah, and it's you almost guys, like a bait and switch. Yeah, I'm like, you guys did not let me do that. And I was like, okay, what other programs do y'all have? Yeah. And that's when I was like, loan officer. Yeah. I can do it. Uh, they, they, um, what they did is they just, all the, the money that I spent on the classes, mm -hmm. they just took it and paid for the, for the other class, for the other course. You know, having your mind set on something and then you don't get it, a lot of people, you know, that challenge, it produces like anger. Yeah, And sometimes it brings the worst out in someone. And a lot of people are likely to say, you know what, whatever, I'm done with you. I'm out. Yeah. And never go back. And not realizing that they're hurting themselves, but it, it's more important for them to just stomp their feet and pout and leave. Yeah. You didn't. You held on to it. Like, you didn't allow what someone told you stop you from finding another route. And yeah. sometimes finding that plan B is it's part of overcoming challenges and people yes. don't do that because they're so stuck on plan A and plan A didn't work and and whatever it the results are that they don't end up doing nothing. Yeah. But you ended up shifting. Yeah, I went yeah, it was like literally the next day. Yeah. And I was like y'all need to tell me what's going on or what y'all <laughs> plan to do cuz y'all knew from the beginning. Man. So, come on. Yeah. You know, I was like, if I have to be an appraiser, if I have, if I have to go be an inspector, I will be that. What yeah. do you have? And yeah. then they were like, well, we have these programs. You can be a loan officer. And at that time, I was in a relationship where um, my the the boyfriend that I had at the time, his brother was also a DACA. And he was a loan officer. 
So I was like, you know what? Let me do that. Yeah. Let me go ahead and do that. How hard can it be? How different can it be? Yeah. So I just ran with it. I finished the school in about a month. Um, and the first time I was going to take my exam, we had that very first freeze oh. where everything shut down. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm still going to go. Yeah. Everything was shut down. I couldn't go. Yeah. So they gave me my money back. And then everything was booked after that because everyone's trying to take their exam. Yeah. And then fortunately at the time I had a friend who stayed out in Wichita Falls and there was an available exam over there. And I said, well, I'm going to go there next week. And I chose that exam for the next week. I went out to Wichita Falls. I took it, passed it, first try. And it was a wrap after that. We'll jump into the you doing mortgage loans and and how you can help people in 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 that aspect. A while ago, you mentioned when you were in high school, okay, and you had a group of friends and they went to the university and you went to a community college. Believe it or not, that challenge between university and whether it be a trade school, whether it be a certificate, whether it be a, like TCC, you know, whatever it may be, that that jump is hard for people that it will keep them from doing that because they're too embarrassed. And I think that's one thing that I'm telling you. I was I was such a little bad kid and yeah. I was always doing things that like my mom would just be like, oh my God. <laughs> She'd be like, no tienes, you have no shame, you have yeah. no vergüenza. And I, I, and I will be 100%. I never mind looking like a fool. Yeah. And I'm so grateful that I've always been that way yeah. because my ego did not stop me from going to community college. If anything, it was like, this is where I can go, yeah. so I'm going to make the best of it. And and I want to encourage people that are watching and having to deal with that. Maybe your parents' financial situation or your school or, or who, who who knows. And your only option is junior college. Like, don't. Don't look at it as a negative thing. I, I just oh, no. want to encourage people to do it because it's hard whenever, you know, 50 people are going to the top universities and you're the one that has to go to a junior college. There's nothing wrong with that. It's long-term goals. It's step-by-step. Step. Mm-hmm. And so just, you know, don't don't look at that as a challenge you can't overcome. You did it. And I love that you did it because it's important for people to hear people's stories of them doing that and making that choice yeah. and, uh, and and pursuing their, their careers and futures, you know, and, and nothing wrong with that. So I just wanted to put that out there. But there was another part that you mentioned that your friends made fun of you. And that's the part that, that got, like, I want to explore that a little bit. Yeah. I want to know how they made fun of you. Why? Here's why. Because bullies never change their approach. It's just in a different era, a different person, but yeah. they'll attack people in the same way. And there might be someone listening right now who's getting bullied or made fun of because of the type of shoes they wear, because of the neighborhood they live in, because of the school they're going to have to go to. And it, to me, it's just not right. If it mm-hmm. comes from an ugly place, if they were having fun, then we'll move past this. But if they weren't, yeah. I just want to point out that you don't gain nothing from making fun of people you know, oh no! And so they made fun of you. How did they make fun of you? How did it make you feel? Was it fuel? Was it anger? Let's go down that path. Um. So, the way that they kind of did it. So I obviously my my senior year of high school, I stopped being friends with them. Mm-hmm. Um. I kind of changed my whole thing about what I was doing in life. Um. 
my, my group of friends obviously changed. I was hanging out with people that didn't really care so much about what it is that other people thought about them. Um, and it was just a lot less drama. Life was a lot more simple, peaceful. So, you know, that's what I chose. Um, and whenever it was time to go to school and make that big move to, to the university, we were all going to go to the same school. And I will say what school it was. It was Tarleton State University it's out in Stephenville, Texas. We were all going to go there. And we were like, yay, we're all going to be, you know, when I was still friends with them. We were all like, we're going to be best friends and we're all going to dorm together and everything like that. And then when that didn't happen um, and I stopped being friends with them, they they would just post a lot of stuff. Mm. Um, and, you know, them themselves weren't even friends anymore at that point. Yeah. But I knew that it was to, like, get to me a little bit. They all started being friends again. Um, they started posting a lot of things. And um, any post I would make, like, they just have something negative to say. Oh. Like, you know, like, I dyed my hair blonde. One of them was like, you, it looks like a wig. And I was just like. And it seems funny okay. to people, right? Like, it seems silly, but it's little things like that that break people down. Yeah. Like, you don't realize, like, whenever you're attacking people, you you're hurting them. And, and here at the Felt Podcast, like we're against bullying. And whenever we talk about people's journeys and challenges, it, more often than not, bullying is in there in one form or the other. So yeah. it, and it, it has shaped many of us, right? But, but I'm totally against it. And I hate what it does to individuals. Now, I know it for some, it always makes them better. I learned this from it. I'm tougher because of it. I get all of that, but I'm still, like, anti-bullying. Yeah, my and, and little it, brother gets bullied. and oh. Yeah, it's bad. It, yeah. So they made fun of your hair online. To them, they're making a joke. To them, they can say, I'm just messing with you. Yeah. But, for, but it lands in, in your court, and it has an effect. What else did they do? Um. Well, one of them is actually, I'm not going to say any names. Um, she's somehow now related in the family to me yeah. um, through the reasons. Um, her brother ended up marrying my cousin, so yeah, it's yeah. just, it's funny to me. Um, but she would just, and excuse my language, she would yeah. talk so much shit about yeah. me to my cousin, thinking my cousin wasn't going to come tell me, mm-hmm. you know? But it's funny because, like, the entire time where they were doing these things, yeah. like, I grew up with, like, you guys don't know how I grew up. Like, anything you say to me, mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. You know, like, I I take no Yeah. Like, I don't have room for it. I don't mm-hmm. make excuses for people. If that's what you said, cool. Yeah. If that's what you did, cool. Yeah. Why did you do that? It's, it does, it's not hurting me. Mm-hmm. They were your actions. Yeah. So why did you feel the need to do that? Yeah. It's, like, it's well, where were you? Where were you at mentally yeah. to think that that was okay? It's such a waste to try to to bring people down. It it's is such a waste. You of just time. end up bringing it. It's, and it's something that I read in my Bible actually this morning. Whenever you're cursing over someone, it's just gonna come back to you two times, yeah. ten times. So it 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 lowers your vibration. It lowers how you feel about mm. yourself. It lowers how you see yourself. And now you're shaming yourself for what you said. So it's just a cycle yeah. of things. And I don't, it's like, I, I, I never wasted my breath telling them everything, anything. Yeah. I just unfollowed. Got it. I unfollowed. I blocked numbers and I yeah. just kept going with what I was doing at yeah. the end of the day. And this is just a thing 
And it's probably not a good thing to say, but I'm like, you're not paying my bills. Yeah, I don't yeah, care. Yeah. Say what you want to say. Changing friends. That's a challenge that we face. Sometimes, like, we're so scared of being lonely or finding new friends or thinking that we're not going to be accepted by people. And so we won't change friends. We won't drop someone and we'll take the abuse and we'll take the whatever they give you. Yeah. And somehow it was instilled in you to say, I'm going to drop this group because it's not healthy. And I think it's worth pointing out. Yeah. Because there's some people that, yeah, you do need to get rid of and they shouldn't be in your life, especially if they're bringing some type of negativity. Where did you gain that? Or what encouraging words would you give to someone who has a set of bad friends or a bad friend and they need to drop them, but they don't know how or that, you know, they don't. And I just went through this recently yeah. again, like a couple of days ago to where like, wow. I have to like, you know, God is constantly going to be showing you people's motives yeah and you just got to pay attention to things so i wrote down what did you learn from changing friends and what 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 qualities make a good friend um so i will say i am not the best of a friend because man i'd be so busy i forget to like check in sometimes or things like that but i think that i have had a friendship with my best friend mariola since we were in second grade she was my first friend when i moved out here to the u.s um so we've been best friends since I was in second grade. Um, and man, like, she she's a friend. You know, yeah. like, we might not see each other every day. We might yeah. not text each other every day. And we live so close to each other, but we're just so busy. And life happens and things happen. But what I learned from her in a friendship is, like, trust. I yeah. trust her. Yeah. I know she has a good heart. Mm-hmm. And it's just because... We've seen each other through a lot of things. Um, we've been there for for one another. Yeah. Um, and the best thing, like, with my friendship with her is that my life could be falling apart today. And I haven't talked to you in a while. But if I come, it's going to be like we never stop talking. Yeah. It's like you know and you're picking up how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And you know that... You know I'm strong enough to go through it, but you're still going to listen. Yeah. So that that's that's going to be my thing. Honesty obviously is like my my biggest thing. I honesty to me um and just overall like you got to care, you got to be compassionate. Yeah. Um and nobody wants a negative Nancy. Yeah. Like if I'm here telling you about a bigger dream, like mm. if you have something negative to say, that's more on you, and I don't really want to be around you. Got it. Yeah. So now you're a mortgage loan officer, yes. right? And tell me some, and I'm going to plug you on the description below in case someone's in the market for a home. In what way would you help someone get a home? Where, where do you? Where does? Where do I? Where do you come in you? on that process? Okay, so I, I'm, I'm not going to be the person showing you the house. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be doing all that but where i come in is i come in first okay okay so i'm the first person you kind of have to see i'm basically the loan yeah so if you're looking to get a loan you're going to be talking to a mortgage lender um we're going to be looking at your credit we're going to be looking at your anything that has to do with you getting this house financial yeah it's going to be here and you'll give someone a plan yeah so home or if they're ready you if they are not meeting 
um, in the means of like they don't have enough down payment saved up, then we'll look at options to get help yeah. with down payment assistance. If it's the area where their credit isn't good enough or it's not at a strong point to mm -hmm. get approved for a loan, then I used to do credit repair. So I'm like, okay, well we can do this yeah, and yeah. we can we can set up a plan to how this is going to work or if you don't want you know i don't really work it anymore but i have people mm. that i know that are still you know that do yeah. that so i'll send them with them and i trust them so yeah. i'll send them to them um if it's more of the idea of like they don't have a structure as to what they need to be doing every day oh every month or like how much they need to be saving then we we come up with a plan nice if someone's looking for you on social media how can they what's the easiest way to find you um Home loans by Fern on go. everything. Home learn home loans by Fern. English and Spanish? Yes. And then on Facebook, obviously, Fernanda Medina. There you go. I'll, I'll put that all in the description. To yeah. finish up, I like to ask a few questions to, okay. to wrap it all up. Whenever you think of the word failure, how do you define it? How do you look at failure now? Failure and challenges. They're I think that failure is just redirection to where you're actually supposed to be. Yeah. Because, okay, like, I could keep failing, but it's just redirecting me to what I need to be doing different yeah. to get to where I actually need to be. Yeah. I don't really look at, I've not, and that's the thing, I've never really looked at failure as a means of, like, giving up. So it's like, you just got to find another way. Yeah. Because it's going to happen. And if you're determined... And you know and you believe in yourself and you have a good, strong system around you. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I will say my mom is my rock one more time. Yeah. But if I believe in myself so much, it's because of her. Got it. What are some of the qualities that your mom has given you that you see day in and day out? Day in and day out. I'm stubborn. Yeah. Good and bad way. <laughs> um, stubborn. I definitely picked up on that. Um, and just... The means of her finding a way mm -hmm. to get things done. So she she always finds a way, and I see that within myself too. Um, like I had said, good heart. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, the honesty that she has. She's very honest. She's a very honest person. She don't. If she's gonna hurt your feelings, she's still gonna say it because yeah. she would rather say it. You know, she doesn't want a blind eye to things. Um, and then after that. Mm, What's some? What's one of your biggest goals that you have for the next year or so? Next year, um, and the reason I asked the goal question is because, regardless of all the challenges and failures and all the opportunities that you know people try to shut the door on you, you still have a positive outlook in life, you know. And so I want people to see that because people lose that. Yeah, there's just only so many challenges and failures that they quit thinking ahead and they're just like, man, I'm just trying to live today. And it's, to me, that's sad. Yeah. Live today to the fullest, but what are you looking forward to? And that comes, if when it's positive, it's because it comes from a strong, confident individual. Yeah. So what are you I looking think forward to? within the next year, um, and it's not monetary, it's not yeah. materialistic, but this next this this whole full full next year that I that I want to dedicate to myself it's really just about learning about myself yeah because I spend so much time sorry I spend so much time like trying to learn about everyone else and I don't know enough about me and I think that once you know enough about you 
you can be at even more confident level and move with like such drive yeah and and you just know where you need to be and 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 it'll you'll know what feels good and what doesn't feel good yeah Yeah. fernanda i want to thank you for coming on the failed podcast and sharing a little bit of uh, your journey i I didn't uh, expect you know the mom thing to be so strong but (laughs) but it's good i think people needed to hear your story and your perspective so thank you so much thank you for having me Um, I hope that, you know, you're watching or listening. I hope that you enjoyed it. And don't forget, like, our goal here is to tell people stories, but to learn from their failures and challenges. And and sometimes just talking with someone does that. And, And as you're listening, and maybe you connected with something that she shared, and, hey, you can overcome it. It's just part of your upbringing. Like, things are going to get better. Keep striving for more. This. So keep your head up and uh, don't give up when you fail. Keep moving forward. Learn from it. It's those lessons that will pay off in the future. So thank you so much again for coming on. And we'll see y'all on the next one.